Well, how are you there, Tim, on this next auspicious occasion that we have a little bit of a chin wag about all things called real estate with you and I? Well, I'm relaxed. I'm curious about what that word means. But anyway, I'm relaxed. I've been away. I've come back from five weeks uh, long service leave, Mark. So, Yeah, that, that would suggest you've been in the industry a fair while, Tim. Well, getting old. So 10 years, yes, and I had five weeks away. I went to the Gold Coast. No tan, though, so I'm not sure what happened there. It rained, Tim. It did rain a little <laughs> bit, actually. The weather was pretty good all in all, yeah. But I'm sure that people don't want to hear about your holiday and get really jealous because they can't go anywhere. Probably not, but I am I have, am come back. And what's been happening here, Mark? Well, it's been pretty busy, to be fair. The market's been pretty good. Both um, rentals still really tight. Um, yeah. We'd like to find more people to sell, but, you know, things such as that. But that's not what we're going to talk about today because we try to talk about subjects that will help the people out there or at least provoke some information and maybe some questions because the questions we get usually are pretty intelligent, not like some of the panel members that we have. Yes, that is true. So what's on the agenda today? Well, I thought, well, you thought we would talk about, so I don't know why you're asking me because you've come up with this one. Well, I thought a good thing might be because I've sort of come back and this was a scenario for a couple of my sales, unfortunately. What do you do as an owner or as an agent, but as an owner, if you've taken an offer, say it's subject to finance and you've gone three weeks and then they've asked for an extension and another extension because of Christmas and you're six weeks down the track and they don't get finance and you've lost all your momentum, what do you actually do? And you have do? to start again. And what, what yeah. does that really mean for the property? And it's interesting because I could have a rental side on that same mm. thing sometimes, but it's a great question, Tim. I, I think it's one that we don't really want to ever get to, but it's probably more relevant than ever with the lending practices of our financial institutions, namely the banks and lenders, because they're yeah. taking a lot longer to get anything through, aren't they? Yeah, and no one wants to be in that position, but it does happen. So for eight years of my 10-year, I suppose, career mark, a finance clause in a contract was always 14 days, two weeks. And now it's just standard practice 21 days, and often it's longer than that. So you've got this period where you can't sell the house to anyone else. I'm just laughing because I've been around long enough that it used to be seven days. You're at least only 14. You'd think think things would get better, wouldn't you? But they seem to get slower and slower. No, and it's almost 30 days is close to the norm. So, you know, there's two parts to it too, I suppose, in, in the respect of when and if a vendor should grant an extension and two, what will happen if you get to that point with your um, property like you've just been through yourself. Yeah. Well, I suppose, you know, what what do you do? So realistically, you just got to get back into it and move on. And especially it's awkward now, like in this market, most things are selling in such a short amount of time. So you've gone through that process, gone back to the market, maybe it's now been on six weeks. People start wondering, well, why didn't it sell? What happened? What, what's what's wrong on? with it when really it was just the people couldn't get finance? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as an agent, I think I normally just have a you know meeting with the owners and go, right, you know, what's the, what's the plan here? So one thing that's really important to Mark, and most people will do this, but when you're going through that time where it's waiting on the finance approval... And you keep a list of anyone who inquires on the property because you still get all those inquiries. Um, and then essentially, well, with this property, we just changed it from being under contract on the internet, contacted all those people, 
got all them back through first. Some people had changed, some you know, as in bought something else. Some hadn't who was still looking, still interested, or probably not selling to one of them. But that's all you can really do is is basically roll your sleeves up and get back in. We've, we've done some more social media marketing to try and make it fresh again and to let people be aware that it is now available again. We've done some open homes to get people through. And anyone who inquires, I just, when they talk about how long it's been on the market, I'm just really transparent about what has happened. And that way, it somewhat puts them at ease because when you've been six weeks, like I said before now, a lot of buyers think, well, there must be something wrong with it or is it too dear or, or what's going on? I think it's really important to be transparent in these in these situations. And but one of the other things, of course, is you, you need to reinvigorate a little bit, don't you? So there is an opportunity sometimes to get on the front foot and maybe pay to boost the property back up on the internet portals? Realestate.com, yeah, change the photos around a little bit. As I said, we, we focus with this one a bit more on social media, so put it back yeah. out there on social media because it was still reasonably okay on the main portals, realestate.com and such. But it's important to have that conversation with the owner, work out a new plan and, and go from there. But realistically, you can sit around and think about what if, could if, complain, maybe we should have took the other deal, whatever. It is what it is, as they say, and you're just best to block that out and, and move Yeah, on. well, it's past. You really can't change the past, can you? But I think I think you struck on something really important there, and it's about if you just go on and do nothing, then you can get to the situation that I'm sure that we'll talk about under this subject, and it happens in rentals too, where you actually can get less than what it's worth because the perception is that the property's gone stale. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you do? This is a bit of a different question and this relates back to sales, I suppose, too. But what do you do, Mark, if you've got a rental and it's been on the market for, I don't know, 60 days, which is long in the current climate, and no one's leased it. What do you do? What do you well, just? Is it as simple as dropping the price, or what? What do you do in that circumstance? Well, it often is as simple as dropping the price, but also looking Adjusting at adjusting the price. I should say. Yeah, I think that's actually price. a better word. And I just copied you, so you led me down the path. I can't. Here, I can't believe I just said <laughs> dropping the price instead of um, adjusting. But anyway, I, I think with a rental, you'd be really disappointed that you got to sixty days without um, actually doing something. I think that's the most important thing, and I think it's to be proactive. The easy thing is to let it wallow. Um, but it's, it's interesting that if you, one of the things that I look at a lot with the rental side of things is the money that you could have got if you had have actually adjusted the price mm -hmm. earlier. Yeah, if you're yeah. talking about the difference, sometimes in a rental, $10 is a massive amount. Now, yeah. if you think about if the property's leasing, let's use round figures so it's easy, $400. Yep. And then if you look at like 60 days is dreadful in real terms in, a, in this sort of market, if it's been vacant all that time, bit of a difference if you've had a, a campaign that you're really testing out price early, which you can. But if you work your $400 over a three-month well, period... Yeah, let's say eight weeks in that example, maybe. So, so $3,200. Yeah. So if you, if you had have made the move earlier... And say it took 20 bucks off. That's a lot of weeks. Yeah. It works out. I work out that, you know, there's, depending on, it changes a little bit depending on the rental of how much the rent is. But if you think about it, every two weeks that you don't drop $10, yeah. it takes you a year to make it back. Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? 
Yeah, and I, I think the, I think that's really relevant into getting the market um, right. It's interesting at the moment, for instance, in rentals. Rentals in Ballarat are really, really tight. So, you know, you're looking at around about one at the moment, you know, it's, it's bobbing around a little bit to whether it's one or 1.2, 1.4, but around about one to 1.5 really over the last six months. Vacancy rates. Vacancy rates. That means that's how many houses might be available out of 100 at any one time. So if you're looking at that and you're thinking that there's only one in 100 and I'm not getting traction, there's got to always be a reason. There's somewhat of a concern, isn't it? Yeah, so I think if you don't hide from it and you react quickly, it turns out that if you look at um, the boffins on the data will do crunch a lot of numbers, but if it's within 3% of the price, it will move. If it's even 10% over the price, it'll sit. So it's not much. Yeah, people compare a lot. I suppose with a rental, no different to a sales property is, you know, as long as everything else is covered, as long as the presentation is okay, which I assume it probably is, unless it needs, you know, major works or something like that. But both of those things will correct themselves if you get the price right in any case. Absolutely. And I think the thing, rental's a little bit different in the respect if you get a good tenant and, you know, it might be a little bit under what you were hoping for, but they love the place and they stay. There's plenty of time further down the track to reboost that property up. And I've always found that nobody will move out if the if a rent rise, for instance, is reasonable, as in whether it's within market. It's only when a landlord gets greedy they go, well, I could go and find somewhere else cheaper because it's actually hard to move. Yeah, it is. And, and there's costs involved. Indeed. So as long as you keep it within the marketplace, if you're say 5% under and you've taken that um, tenant and they hang, they want to go on the next time and you give them, say, a $10 rent increase and they're quite happy with that at the time, all of a sudden your problem's gone. Yeah, well, also, too, I'd rather have a property... I'm not saying we're trying to underquote or anything, but no. a property you can't you know, get into an auction with a rental, but no, I'd rather can't. have a property at 380 that I've got five tenants to choose from than one at 400 and I've got one application that doesn't look fantastic, but I'd maybe take it because uh, I've got no one else. Look, and that's realistically 100% on the money. You want the ability to put decent tenants in there, not just grab somebody who might be able to pay for the money. Um, it's really interesting that what happens with a... a it's funny how you ask that because it leads to, to this point. If you are above the market, you'll get a lot of people in a, in a tough market like now for a renter mm. that can't get a rental anywhere and they go, we'll pay over for that, we'll just put it in. But their application is so actually no good. You just get all the people who have been rejected from the other ones. You get a lot of rubbish um, applications. And some yeah. people say, you know, how many applications you've got? Well, you might have 40 applications, but if none of them are any good, you wouldn't put them in. They're all still not, yeah, so, I didn't thought of that. And I think that. this will probably be, I'm sure, when you um, uh, elucidate on this one, uh, Tim, is that a property can get stale as a rental where what will happen is people will do that thought about it's been there too long. Yep. There's something wrong with it. And even at the right price, they won't go for it. Then you have to go under price. So yeah. people who are more reflective of the market right at the start tend to do better. Well, it's no different in sales, Mark. So if you flip that back to sales, so let's, you know, it happens. People have a property and it's been on the market for 90 days. What do are, what are they do in sales? Well, it's really going back to the start. The main thing is to see, is it presented right to start with? Because if not, that's, that's an issue. Has the marketing been done properly? And then what the feedback from their agent has been. So as the agent, you should always give feedback as to 
weekly, how many people looking at it, viewing it, what buyers are actually saying. And I'm always really upfront with my owners. If buyers walk through and say they hate it or it stinks or whatever, I just pass on the truth because the yeah, truth, you know, that's what buyers are saying. It doesn't mean it's right or I believe no. it, but that's the feedback is the feedback. Now, the other thing about sales, I think probably even more so than rentals, although you do get it in rentals, is that a per, that a somebody who's selling a property can be terribly emotionally attached to the property. And when yeah. you're getting other people looking at it, their eyes are not, they're focused on what's there and what's not there. Yeah. And realistically, it's like a ticker box thing. It's not, oh, I love the place and I feel so great about yeah. it, I've lived in there. And some people do, do uh, take that into account in their idea of what the property's worth, which is probably different than what we started with, which is somebody who's just happened to be unlucky to go through a process. So it comes back to the the other part of that first question where we started, Tim. Should you always just approve an extension on finance without knowing why the finance is being held up? No, I don't think you should. You should always try and find out information as to why that's been held up. But one of the issues is, Mark, is with privacy, you can't get told much anyway. Not and, anymore. We and used all, to be able to get told everything, but it's And changed. also the potential buyer is going to tell you what suits them in some regard. You know, you may not get the full truth. And often they don't know because it's just like, well, the application's with the bank and it's just in their queue. Like so, you know, there's plenty of extensions that it then goes through. They just they just haven't got it done. But I mean you always try and find out as much information as you can, but it's not always that simple. But to go back to the sales thing, so you really need to look at have you done all those things properly and is the agent doing what you say and or what they should be doing. But in this market, Mark, realistically, unless something's gone completely amiss there's a good chance that maybe the price is, is not where it needs to be unless it's a real unique property or something like that that has a has a very unique buy. But if you've got a four-bedroom house in Alfredon that's been sat on the market <laughs> for that long, there's an issue. And it could be that it's tenanted and the tenant's not fantastic and, and all those things and yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, they can't get in to move in straight away, things such as that. So you've got to look at some practices to actually get around that yeah it's about communicating with your agent and that's why it's really important just to get those things right at the start you know price presentation promotion the the basic three p's and if you get them right you'll find you have a lot better experience i think you've just struck upon something too you need to have an agent that you can actually communicate with if their style is not right for you yes perhaps it's not going to work right from the start and that also comes to, I suppose, with the agent being straight enough to actually say, well, this is where we are. And we've spoke about, I think, choosing an agent before, Mark, I'm sure. But one of the big things I always say to people is choose an agent that you're comfortable with. Absolutely. Right? And what price they tell you and what their fees are. A lot of those things will be similar. But one of the things is you need to be comfortable that you can have a conversation with them and comfortable that if they have to have a tough conversation with you, they're actually prepared to do it. Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. But it's often overlooked and I think people can get a little bit um, confused about expectation rather than process. So their yeah. expectation may be a certain amount, but you need somebody who will get the process done to get as close to that as I, you possibly can. I say sometimes to people when I go, Sam, I said, I'm not, like, don't take this the wrong way. I want to work with you and we're going to have a great experience. And we do. 
but I'm not coming out to see you because I need more friends. Like, no, I've, that's I've, very I've got enough. I'm here to solve your issue. It's is a to working get you relationship. The best price for your property, and I'll tell you what you need to be told: good, bad, and different. Yeah. But I think that's just the way that agents should should be, and hopefully the industry is getting to the point where there's more and more agents that go to. Yeah, and I really like it back the other way, like as a owner like if yep. they're happy not happy they want something changed whatever just tell me so we can fix it if you get that open communication if you actually if you get that open communication right from the start you won't you won't ever get to 90 days down the track where your house is just sitting there. Well, i think that's really important one of the things that i always like asking people whether it's a sale or a rental is what do you like about the property what have yep. you enjoyed whilst you're there if you get a bit of feedback clearly it may be that that will ring a bell with somebody else because yeah, that's can, the reasons why they like it. Yeah, because sometimes we might not, even as an agent, we, we'll be looking at many things, but maybe not those little we bits. We might not pick up. Yeah, a lot of people ask them, you know, what they like and why they bought it in the first place because for whatever reason they bought it is often a big factor. You know, it's fantastic. schools there. We can walk there. You, know, you find out little extra things that you may not pick up on and then you can sell those features because that's going to appeal to the next person. Yeah, I think that's really important. But I, look, once again, I, I think every we've done quite a few of these podcasts now. But communication's always really strong, and I think if you know that's something that you need to be doing on the whole process is communicating, giving feedback. I I really agree with something you said there about feedback from the people who are looking, whether it be a sale or a rental. Yeah. But, and and I always found I'm on a sales side of things. Sometimes the best feedback came from people who were never going to buy the property. Yes, because they. They weren't. They weren't posturing to actually give the information that you want to hear. Yeah. They're actually saying, "Well, this is what I think." Yeah, and I'm, I'm out of this one. This is what I think. If they did that, or you know, this is what would yeah. stop me being in there. Because a lot of people who want to buy the house list everything they can possibly think of to say is that oh Tim it's got this or that and I'm just there going well that's good because that means you like it or you wouldn't you wouldn't be trying to get the price yeah that's right we've all seen the television shows where the agent gets really excited because they start placing furniture and things like that but the but the honesty actually comes from somebody who doesn't want it yeah because and often they might say yeah look Tim I think the price is fine but I don't want to buy it because I don't know I don't want to live on this road or, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. I think you'll sell it, but this or, you know, whatever it might be. But, yeah, you just get some honest feedback. And sometimes it can be very little and it won't change the way that you move forward. I, I was chatting to a buyer's agent the other day um, about a property and he was saying that the reason why the people didn't go forward, they loved everything, it was too close to a roundabout. Now, yeah. we're not going to be able to move the roundabout. Hard to, <laughs> so, hard, hard to move so the roundabout. Sometimes, but that was an honest feedback. It was like, they're not going to buy it because of the roundabout. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a few roundabouts around, let's face it, but it might be, the bigger port point might be if the road's big enough to have a roundabout, it's on a main road. Yeah. So what can you do to alleviate the noise of the road? So there's little things that you can but glean, isn't there? There's also owners sometimes, Mark, who go, yeah, you, you might say, you go see this house and say, look, based on these comparable properties, you would expect, you know, buyers are going to see about, you know, think around <laughs> 700. And they go, yeah, look, I agree, Tim, but I want eight, and if I get eight, I'll sell it, and if not, I'm just staying. And that's fine, and that's a bit of a different That's a different conversation too. again, isn't it, Tim? Yeah, because... Yeah. You know that they just want eight, so it's well, yeah. You know the feedback's probably going to be around seven. They expect that, and if they get eight, great. And if not, and that's everyone's got yeah, their own look, prerogative. I, I think that again, that comes back to that conversation at the start. If you've yeah. had the conversation again, whether it be rental 
I'm always very happy to say, look, I'm happy to try for this particular yeah, figure. So but he should get out of jail figures so that if you get there and you really need to do it, this is what I think yeah. it's going to happen at. And sometimes you get a lot of Well, in, in this in this market <laughs> markets it happens quite a bit. Sometimes we're very get... happy, all of us, the agent, the uh, yeah. the the purchaser and the buyer, and that's yeah. a perfect scenario if we get a win win yeah. scenario for everybody. You know, it's yeah. a, there's a particular bartering style it's called that. We can't always get there, but no, never mind. We can't. Well, I think we talked about. I don't think we got off topic as per normal, but we've covered some of those. I think we've got around it. So. But I think the thing about if you're in a situation, there's a period of time. It's so reevaluating, reevaluating, yes. and that might be price. It might be method of advertising, as you said. You mentioned social media, like you've boosted that. Yeah. It might be changing the photos about. It might be changing your write up, but. To do nothing would be a death. Don't stick your head in the stand. Yep. And I think that's where it comes down to. We always talk about advisement. You know, the more information you can get from feedback from people, the better. Unfortunately, we're stuck with the banks the way they are now these days. They are Mm, slow. Um, Again, we talked about this earlier, but, you know, on a purchaser side of things, that's why an agent will be happier going forward with somebody who's had a pre-finance approval yeah, and has done you, their work. If you can be unconditional, you're a long way ahead. And that's going to give you more strength as well. So yep. it sort of turns around, but the argument's still the same. If you do nothing, you're in trouble. Yep. I reckon that's it, Tim. I think that's do you want to good. give a... Um, do you want to talk to the underground this week or are we going to let them go? Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. I hope they had a good Christmas. <laughs> yes. They probably had to work, so that was... But I, I think this time of the year, because we've got, obviously we'll have a number of these as we go through the year. We're going to try and do them a bit more regularly, although we had to reschedule this one three times, Tim. Oh, we no, got it's a bit been torn. tricky. We'll walk, come back to, I've been back a couple of weeks now, but gee, it hasn't slowed down whilst I've been gone. <laughs> I'll give you the hint. Uh, and I think you had to cancel one, I had to cancel one, yep. and then today wasn't supposed to be it, because we cancelled another one. We decided we've got we found both time. here, let's do it. Let's do it. But I suppose to um, help us along, if you do have any questions out there, we're always asking for it, yes. but we we I'd, would love to talk about things people want to hear. Ideally real estate related, but we'll have a crack at anything. We really. will have Just, a go at anything. Yeah. You know, I try not to get personal. but Yes. No, send, send in a random question. We'll, we'll give it a crack. But um, I, I, we hope that you're all having a great time out there and... Uh, that uh, life's treating you well. I think we're finally getting past this horrible COVID time and we're going to get some freedoms. Let's hope so, Tim. All right. Well, nice to see you again, Mark. Nice to see you, Tim. And we'll be back fairly soon. You've been listening to Mark and Tim. Bye.